Enjoy the show. Play on my tanger. You've heard of Spider Pig. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's my idea. Some of you are ahead of me on this one. A bat? <laughs> God, I remember when I had to sit through that. So horrible! They tried to sell me Viagra! My tick works! I don't need it! <laughs> Knows what he's talking about. Grandma told me that they're making an MMO one of uh, the Mandalorian. Meanwhile, you walk right by the bowl of butterscotch. <laughs> Welcome, Dan, to nah. the three hundred and twelfth, if you'll believe it, Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation. Yep, we are the only podcast to consistently fuck up, but you still keep coming back to the Triforce Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Matthew B. Grill, the Matt Man. And to my left, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man, our special guest perch hanger, Natalie. No nickname yet. No nickname yet. Yet. We'll get there. Yes. By the end of the podcast. You earn a nickname through the podcast. Eventually. And uh, I, have, see, I have one lined up, though. That was fun. So that's fine. Well, announce yourself. Skelenor Rigby. So. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yes! <laughs> it is. And our omnipotent presence that is, big brother, Stephen Bucarell. Hero time mascot, right by my feet, like he always is. And we want you to hop on over here to PJANDWH.com, where you're going to find all of the funny and luggy nutty moments, like the formation of glitz and kilts up top. <laughs> yep. And if you scroll down, you'll actually find last Lug Nuts podcast, which was Ford's floppy wiper struggle. It, it was, was a problem. floppy news week this week. Yeah. <laughs> We'll but get that flopped over to the next one, the next long show. If you hop over to the second Projangers and Wallhangers tab, you'll find Wallhanger Gaming. And that is where you'll find myself and Big Brother streaming Saturday to Friday. I'm going through the Old Republic with Jedi Knight Tour of Ra. Right now, we're on uh, Voss. Just finished oh, up there. on okay. the uh, Prison Colony planet. Got that set. I'm on Voss, having a good time. Big Brother trudging through. The Elden I'm Ring. Attempting to get to it this week, but I've, probably not get to it. I finally crested like the third boss in Elden Ring, so whatever. Oh, you know, okay. meetings meetings at work have been kind of kicking my ass, so I've been haven't been playing that many games this, this week. You know what? Since last week, I actually did go back in and I started my playthrough of Guardians of the Galaxy again, and I turned on the ray tracing this time. Oh yeah. Holy fuck. You're welcome, sir. Oh my god. I it's it's just it's it's like something you have ne- you didn't know you needed in your life. So, long story short, Natalie, um I got a new video card. I gave my old one to him. So, <sighs> he reaped the benefits of ray tracing with the new video card and he didn't realize how much Buffering and video editing improved in his life. It's also how I got a washer and dryer. <laughs> it's also how I got the couch. <laughs> My I house get a, would be mostly empty if it was. I get a lot of I get a lot of free shit off of him. So he's got, well, not he's just got, that. He's got the, the monitor mounts and <laughs> yeah. this desk. Right. You can send yeah. some of them my way. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, the old man Goodwill furniture store, when it does come out, you're just like, mm, I don't know. I don't really know if that one will fit. 
Maybe that one won't. We do. Uh, it is a small space. Yeah, we can only fit so much in here. Yeah, we're going to pass on that one. Other times, we get a nice corner couch, and Link loves it. I don't know where you bought it, but they deserve that little promo without saying their name. That was Wayfair, <laughs> believe it or not. Pay me. Um, <laughs> uh, insert affiliate link here. <laughs> <laughs> I tell yeah, you what, they, they can contact us. Yeah, you'll find it here if they paid. If not, you'll find it in this first story. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, not lug nuts. Unless you want to learn about the lug nut stories to come. But There's, there should be, yeah. Unfortunately, we have to talk about somebody who passed, which Neil Adams, comic book artist who revitalized Batman and fought for creators' rights, dies at 80. A big bucket of win. Yeah, that's um, comic world. It's a, it's a big L. Uh, as far as talent, Kevin Smith republished his interview with him. Yep. And I started going through that because I started, obviously there's a lot, whenever a, a major comic book legend dies, his artwork gets flooded. And one um, cover in particular, which you know which one it is, it flashed right up there. And I know because I bought it at Ollie's. It was the <laughs> Batman and Joker. And Batman's on the on the card, pinned, and then you have Joker laughing. It's in the fucking hallway upstairs. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have his work, and I bought it because I was like, oh, this is perfect. I fucking love this comic book cover. It just looked awesome to me. And, and he, that is another side to comic book art. He was also like co-creator, uh, Raja Ghoul, mm -hmm. um, the Man Bat. Um, I know now it's a, a, a Batman fan, so what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Dead Man. X-Men, Avengers. He's worked on all, all of them. So what are, what is, what's not thoughts? Uh, I feel like I'm on the spot now. Um, I enjoy his art a lot. I actually, I saw the collection of Ollie's that you're talking about too. I love Because that. they had the series that was running through. It was really hard not to get all of them. But it is definitely a loss. A lot of the uh, really, you know, hard-hitting comic uh, creators are starting to pass now. So um, you're losing a lot of talent without gaining a lot of it back because that art style is not really there. A lot of it's just digital recreation now. Yeah, but also, I mean, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of interesting thoughts out there to where you look at uh, Ms. Marvel, for example, for a recent comic line that didn't have the traditional art stylings of, like, say, a new comic. It had a a, a more like uh, I don't know how to fuck to describe it, but it was like comical. It wasn't trying to be like comic booky. It was very artistic. It wasn't necessarily beat you over the head with this is our old comic book style. So they're looking at different ways of doing it. Like you look at um, um, Neil Ga Neil Gaiman. Yep, his Sandman. Reading through that, you can tell this is clearly. Not following that same campaign, and, it, and it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I saw an interview with Kevin Conroy today. Um, of course, voice of Batman, who who, who doesn't know, but what what? Um, <laughs> but he, like when he went in to do Batman the animated series, he was like, "Don't be like the way he was described to to present the voice was like first of all, do like." present the voice 
of Batman as one character and present the voice of Bruce Wayne as another character. And during the audition, don't be cartoony. Don't be pukey. Don't be, you know, over, over the top. Like, this is a dark tone. And a lot of the comic books that we see nowadays that are being used for inspiration are, like, your 60s, 70s, 80s material that a lot of these artists are now at their, you know, at their end of life, and we're seeing we're not like Natalie said well, we're not getting to that point. Return you look of at, investment on on that talent level. You look at what we're seeing with the movie industry and that inspiration from the comics. The mm-hmm. recent Batman we talked in the end credits. Um, we and well, their that inspiration comes from pulled from a lot pulls, of yeah. Batman year, uh, Long Halloween. Yeah, um, you know there was. Uh, one with uh, something victory, dark victory, or something with Robin. There was another one which was Year Zero, which was a more recent comic. But that's where you get the end uh, arc in the Batman in Gotham. That's where you get that from, and that Riddler and that actual struggle from this picking your favorite storylines and then making that into your movie that's exactly what marvel is doing they are doing that same thing i agree well, they they kind of have to though because if you're pulling it for yes it is for the fan base so it's always for the fan base and but they also have to market to a ton of people who don't have any knowledge for um, the universe itself or how it connects for where the characters come into play. So they're going to pick what sells the best mm-hmm. and they're going to have to have to market to everybody, including people who have never picked up a comic in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be able to create the content in order to give something to the new fan and to the yeah. old fan at the same time. And that's, I understand the difficulty in, in building that, that kind of nuanced story and like build those Easter eggs for both sides of that pendulum. But mm-hmm. to that, to that effect, it's, you know, where did we go from here? Well, here's my thing is that it's almost like everybody is forgetting. They have a nerdy friend. You remember that? <laughs> you remember you, we are the nerdy friend. We are the nerdy friends. People used to like, Hey man, the fuck is up with and then you would explain stuff to them and then be like oh oh, okay i get that now you know that would be you know the you know the ones that sat by themselves on the lunch table at school oh yeah here we go hi (laughs) so we're popular now not to to make us fucking social lepers now but yeah yeah thanks dick um but when you look at different properties especially with batman i think that DC is a very fertile ground right now with the Discovery Takeover. I think that it's prime territory, especially with this line of thought of ripping from the comics. Because, honestly, there are, even if they just want to do this is my movie kind of a storyline, there is a lot of really great actual, like, one-off comics or even just comic storylines that you can adapt into a good DC movie. Give me a one-off of, I forget the name of it. Uh, it was like No More Gods or something like that. It's where literally it's kind of like, it's kind of like what all Paramount. powers in the DC universe just stop. It's kind of like what Paramount's doing with Halo. It's like having their... Oh, Batman's normal. Exactly. Batman <laughs> is fighting the fight. He's the you only one. Everybody, like another. Superman, Superman became an alcoholic. What about Kite Man? He's fine. He's flying kites. 
What about the other universes, though? Because they could always mm-hmm. do Pirate Batman. I'm always down oh. for Pirate Batman. Gaslight Batman? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've never thought of There's that. There's so many ever. different versions that you could go because obviously Doctor Strange coming up on uh, this Friday. Multiverse oh, yeah. is in the forefront of everybody's mind. So what is that Batman multiverse that hasn't been done that you would like to see? That sounds like a question for another end segment for another day that we have to branch out to a larger story. Just pick one? Just pick one? I want a better... I like the I like the art style of the Batman Ninja. I just wanted it done better. Mm, yeah. I wanted it done better. Um, I... Honestly, Batman Beyond. I want that. With Michael Keaton. Even everybody, though we're kind of everybody wants yes. that. We're going to kind of cuz yeah. the the CinemaCon, the footage that they showed apparently was like long-haired Michael Keaton just sitting alone in Wayne Manor just kind of fucking off. I I want him yeah. to be the Billy badass that we know Michael Keaton be, can be. That's why I want a Batman I, Beyond because in Batman Beyond, I mean, yeah, he was alone in the manor. Guess what? He was still in the Batcave. He had a dog. He had a friend. A great Dane. It was like, it? He's like, here, so much catch. for my friend. Anyway. <laughs> I got a good one. You've heard of Spider Pig. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my idea. Some of you are ahead of me on this one. A bat? <laughs> a bat that dresses yeah. like a man? Bat Pig. Yeah. It'll oh. be great. Oh, I thought you were going for the other way. But no, that, that Bat Pig is better. Yeah, Bat Pig. Bat Pig is totally better. Damn. Bat Goat. <laughs> but I think uh, we, we can't get any bad on any worse on this story. So let's go to the next one. Well, this next story might just be a little bit worse for this next movie because Marvel's Fantastic Four movie just lost its Watts because what? John Watts was directing and now has stepped off of the project. So, John Watts, no you, longer in font, uh, no Fantastic Four. 1.21 gigawatts. No gigawatts involved. Okay. No gigawatts. volunteering? No. Um, but. He would. <coughs> John Watts. If it Watts. wasn't Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you do another Iron Man. Why are they doing Fantastic movie? Four again? Like, they already had a couple tries at this. They had three movies. <laughs> do you think John Watts was just like, you know what? Fourth one's a charm. I, f- I fucking can't. <laughs> I can't. Just don't start over. Just keep going. Don't look back. You got to Hulk that shit. Just yeah, that's in the past. Let's just keep moving. Yeah, just move like, on. You don't you don't stop when you come to the offensive line. You got to drive through it. Now he did reported reported by deadline. He amicably walked away from the upcoming Fantastic Four movie, but so he didn't light anything. Is fire. this a bad omen? Is my question. No, I article. think I think Kevin Feige says is like look. Um, the original script was shit. Um, just HBQB screen that to me, and I'll, I'll take it from here. There we go. Well, I think they're more along the lines. They'll go with somebody else. Like, maybe you get Sam Raimi. <gasps> that would be amazing. I would watch that, and I just don't think that there's any hope for Fantastic Four, but Sam Raimi does great things. Like, we're going to see Doctor Strange, and for yeah. from all pre-screenings, people are liking it. Yeah. Some of the overly critics, the worst screens I saw Who's were like going to see at like a seven Strange out of ten. Friday, 
Like a, a seven out of ten was the worst I saw. Others I saw overall were like nine out of ten. So it's looking like a good movie. So the um, important question is: Is would Bruce Campbell be in Fantastic Four then? That would be a good segue, though. It would be a very good segue if <laughs> Doctor Strange with Sam Raimi, yeah. Bruce Campbell, yeah. and then inviting in the Fantastic Four. <sighs> I just, I would love get- to see that. We're already getting Patrick Stewart. We're already getting Captain which, Carter, which and we're getting the Illuminati. Which will then segue really? the into the Fantastic Four. The whole but, Illuminati. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Wow. That's, that's well, Bruce cool. Campbell needs to be in every Sam Raimi movie, though. At least like a cameo, but it would be great if he would be Ash, uh, even though he refuses to play Ash again. He wants a, a new person. They can allude to him playing as Ash. Though. I would love if they just have. They don't like, have to name him as the You're going through the multiverse. They just have He's like. They have that broken glass, yeah. and then it's just Bruce Campbell as Mysterio in one of the panels, and that's <laughs> it. It could be the biggest panel of glass going through the scene, but that's it. That's his cameo, and you have to look for it. He played as Ash's poker night in the inventory, too. You don't have to. It was an amazing. It was awesome. I saw his uh, his tour when he was going live through um, drive-in theaters. Like He was up in PA in 2020. And he actually just said, because the question was asked, are you ever going to play Ash again? And he said he doesn't want to. He wants to direct, but he wants somebody new to come in and really take that role and make Ash a revitalized character. So I would be interested to see that and to see how he would come through as a cameo. I would like to see that. What better way? Reboot it. What better way to revitalize Ash than to have Disney incept it into the MCU. Yeah. And to add him into like the Illuminati and Fantastic Four. Here you go. <laughs> You're trying. I'm, I'm really trying, man. You're trying. <laughs> You're pulling on that string, but careful, the line might snap. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> it's because you yank on it too hard. Giggity. Stop. Um, so. Stop. <laughs> Now, Watts is being very, you know, supportive, like, oh, they're going to do a great job. But let's be honest, this is an uphill battle for a fantastic four. He's giving the golf club. Now, on the opposite end, it is also not that high of a bar. No. (laughs) No, because they were like, I even had Michael B. Jordan as my last Fantastic Four movie, and it tanked. Yeah. (laughs) But... Also, man, I mean, you look at the first Fantastic Four, that first movie was passable. That's because we didn't have the MCU. Because you have to think, the first Fantastic Four movie was right after Spider-Man, but before Iron Man. But fans still had the fucking balls on them to say, oh, he's got organic web shooters, that's bullshit. And now he's their favorite Spider-Man. Like, it's fucking Tobey Maguire suck dicks. Like, now you're okay with it. It's like you and Kat, we said past podcast, give me 10 years and then tell me how you feel. Seriously. It's been 10 years. How do you feel? Still hurt? It's a D-minus movie. (laughs) Show me on the the cardboard, Kelly, where it touched you. (laughs) Wow, all the way down there. All the way down there. That's bad. Another thing that's bad, what's this next story? That was a good segue. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. 
So the CW has canceled Batwoman after three se- three seasons, and they also canceled Legends of Tomorrow. Finally, I think this is kind of like the death rattle yeah. with, the, with the with the acquisition. So well. That's so why I added it in here. So this kind of like this. This so, is like the death rattle with the acquisition of Discovery Plus. And well, let me throw this. Let me throw this in that. When did you stop watching CW shows? Uh, with Legends of Tomorrow, it's an awful show. God, it is. Oh, it's so terrible. I tried. I tried so hard because I was like, oh, this is great. It incorporates a lot of characters. I got two episodes in and I just wanted to rip the screen and throw it out the window. It was awful. I can do you one better. I've never watched a single show of it. Now, first oh, off. You're lucky. That's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> now, Arrow, season one was good. Um, I've watched up yeah. to season four and I was good. Flash, season one, and I'll even go to season two was good. That's where I yeah, stopped. Yeah, I um, agree. Supergirl was... Uh, I can't stand Supergirl. God, uh, it was I terrible. Can't. I did couldn't season one and that was it. I did season one. I just I couldn't hold on to that. It was just like, oh, you got the crossover. I don't know who the fuck just, these people are. They were just terrible. Like They, they wrote her character terrible. Yeah. She had no purpose. I also really hate Superman in general. So like the whole... <laughs> Uh, universe of Superman is, is pretty terrible. Now, so Superman and Lois, they at that HBO Max show, they actually took Superman in a in an interesting way because they took that same Superman from the CW verse, but they gave him and that Lois a show mm-hmm. to where they have kids, and it's like one super, one's not. They're involving that Superman, his lineage is being questioned and to whether yeah. he is the good guy or not having that more complex superman is a lot uh more welcoming than all the shit we've seen before to where he's just america's boy scout i actually like it. like brightburn red sun superman brightburn was really good and that was uh the gun yeah i think that was gun not kevin not a Kevin, different gun. Not not Kevin again from WMMR. No. What about Lush? <laughs> he might have been involved. I'm probably going to say no, though. Yeah, but he can't travel any farther. Th- well, we shouldn't share that information. So, <laughs> Bat- sorry, it's inside. We shouldn't. I, I shouldn't burn Christ. Now, Batwoman. The first oh, Bat- click on multi-stream on the OBS. By the way, uh, the first str- uh, Batwoman on. Uh, the first season with uh, Ruby Rose, I didn't mind that first season because it was pretty good. I hung in on most of the first season of that, especially with the added Alice. Batman's gone. You have fucking, you know, Lucas Fox. You have a nice little what, who done it, what's going on, Barry in there. And then I just stopped caring. I took your word for it, but I never watched the show. Yeah, which is what I usually do with our friendship anyway. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's probably why we lasted so long. It's probably you know you got to know the other person. You know, know your know your audience. Um, but it's a good litmus test. Some people would consider this sad news. I see this. I know people are probably like, "Oh, you're a dick, Matt man." No, I see it as good news. When a door Get closes, a window opens. Everything on HBO Max now. Right. Fucking now. Get all your shit on HBO Max. Get yeah. all your superheroes onto that platform because you have Paramount. They have Star Trek. And guess what, bud? 
They got new seasons of new shows of that shit coming out like fucking candy. You have to put up with them to where even Netflix is like, we lost 200,000 people. Meanwhile, Paramount's like, really? We just gained 55 million. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? We just put and out Halo. Here's Halo. Halo. Which is a great ass show. It is awesome. So I bought Paramount Plus. Half for, for you to buy something happily. Oh my god! Because I hate ads. Fucking hate ads. No, no, the floor is not on fire. <sighs> it's the ads. Yeah, it's just that PTS ad popping up. Just, god, I remember when I had to sit through ads. <laughs> so horrible. They tried to sell me Viagra. My dick works. I don't need it. <laughs> it was horrible. I think I. That's just like. This next story. This next story. <laughs> well, this next story is actually an A plus idea, which is once again one of the worst segues into you our need ad to segment read ever. Your copy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Big Brother sets me up for the fucking layup. I just slam dunk it. I don't care. Who. That's not what you want to say right now. <laughs> Giggity. But the thing that I did want to highlight here. You like the way you work it. No giggity. I'm going to back it. Back it up. While old man chokes on the beer. He's yeah, trying right. to sip down to fucking it's wash that through his sip. memory. That's what it is. <laughs> sponsor sip. So I want you to go over to A plus catering. They got a website. What does that say, Big Brother? Their URL? A plus caterers. There we go. Dot com. A plus caterers dot com. They got the website. Scroll up. Hop over to that motherfucking gallery because, oh, they got a portfolio and sample menus. You can book them. So we are trying to get them for a couple events in the near future. Top secret event. Yeah. Hopefully we um, hopefully we get some of the logistics pl- lined out. But uh, if everything works out, um, hope and they'll, they'll benefit. We'll benefit, and everything will work out. Because you look at this food, they'll and benefit, you want to jump through your screen right now. It'll be now. good. It'll be, everything will go to the moon. It'll be great. And grab this delicious food because they have some top notch food and expertly crafted too. To where you look at those marshmallow shooters, man. You want to grab it right now. That's what it is. It's a plus idea that'll lead anybody that's going up to that grazing table to le- lean over to you and say, "Hey, where'd you find these guys?" And then you get the pleasure of saying, "Well, I found them on a little podcast called the Triford Podcast on Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers." And guess what? I uttered code word justice for zero percent off. <laughs> justice. Justice. That's how he says it. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, she won't let go. You're like, nah, you're faking it. You can't. Catwoman doesn't let up. No. See on. She's as dumb. And she'll give you the whip. (laughs) But there's no whipping to get you over to this grazing table because these guys will leave you five pounds heavier than when you walked in because of all the delicious food you're going to be getting, and you're going to be overall happy with the result. We've been pushing these guys forever. They're an official LLC. They got a website. They're doing great. Please so put, fucking happy for them. Please plan to put this in your workout routine to work this off. Yeah. After 
they cater your event, you're going to have to block off at least a week or two to work off that food you worked on. Giggity. So that's our little ad there for them because they are amazing people and we want you to be happy, healthy, and full. A lot like this next story because it's not full of shit. That was a good segue. Full of shit? I have the button. You can't veto when I hit the button. I already hit it. It happened. (laughs) I made my judgment. It's not like, Robin Burgundy. It's not 60% of the time, 100% of the time, okay? <laughs> if I just ignore you, it could be. A lot like Ubisoft couldn't ignore the leaks coming out on Skull and Bones because they announced this back in 2017. Yeah, it's been a while for this game. Good Fucking Lord, they finally Dude. talked to Kotaku. Who do they think they are? Star Citizen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they started programming it in the 386. Are you, are you aware of Star Citizen that? Yeah. Everyone. Utter dejection. See that face. Yeah. Utter dejection. Everyone right, yeah, knows aware. of Robert Space Industries. Okay. It's the only so, industry that won't go to space before everybody else. I mean, we, we'll get Elon to the moon, to the moon, and even Mars before. No, it's kind of out. Sort of. <laughs> I don't need to hit the button again. But the overall joke What's is the there. ship over here. So if you scroll down, we actually get a little bit of le- the leaked footage. It leaked out on the twatter, and then Ubisoft just said, "You know, I we're just going to release it too." So they for they put it out on their Twitter too. That's it. Other side. There you go. That's it? That's it. Stay tuned. Shit. So so this game became heir apparent after the um, naval mechanic in Assassin's Creed 4 and Assassin's Creed 3. Do you think that's why it took them so long to make it to where maybe they thought we'd forget that that came out? And they, we'd think that this is a new idea. They had to accurately program the bottom of the sea floor. <laughs> What's wrong with that? They had it's to have an ocean a, game. They had to sea floor. They had to have the accurate ocean currents on yeah. the f- currents, bottom of the sea floor as well as currents, the top. Currents. You know, they had, they to, had to equate they out had to for time. Fun. They can't go looking at the natural sea out there because nah. that's not the time to where the pirates n- were cruising, and they got to have it accurate. No Man's Sky, uh, the Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. It's not like when you're programming, they start with an endless water level. No. No, that would be too easy. That would, would be you do too, that, that would be too human Plop for the a Xbox. few islands on it, call it a game. <laughs> call yourself Bethesda. There's a voiceover. <laughs> Fuck, we made a map. Make a game out of it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you a lot. Fuck you. Yeah, we lo- make your own game. We love you. Hey, guess what? Yes. It's Fallout 76. We love you. Here's a map. Make your own game. Pay 60 bucks, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so in this video, the voiceover explains that some of the core details of Skull and Bones. So there's a stat called infamy used to gauge how good players are at being a pirate. Okay. <laughs> That's so real, real how bit. realistic is it, though? Like, are we going One Piece pirates? Like, are we going cartoon pirates? Like, I'm going to be a good pirate! Like, kid, well, you don't understand what here? they did. 
what's what's the uh what's the rating on it because i think that depends on what type of pirate you're gonna be like historically accurate if being a shitty pirate is being a good person like are we just flipping that like (laughs) is that what they're doing like Like, no he is a great pirate like i'm gonna be don't bring the kids near everybody else uh, except for the people (laughs) on my ship sure well i mean unless they fuck up on their ship if they mess up, they get, you know, dragged behind the ship or abandoned on a, a desert island. So or put on bad. the the put on can the Can we have a character creation yeah, where we the, can the create Batman? Hauling. They, they put the keel hauling and then you just <laughs> and then you're fucking just eating. So is there pillaging? Water. Like is it just, you know, you're going to steal shit? Like Sid Meier's pirates. Well that's, no, that's essentially what they're making. Again. The Is it like GTA pirates? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, is it Sea well, of Thieves, but better? But <laughs> pretty much, yeah, we've watched there's the a little bit, there's only a little bit. Players can increase their infamy by raiding ships, completing contracts, finding hidden treasure. So you will have that kind of like Sea of Thieves thing in there. Just okay. better graphics. It's Ubisoft. Um, and not hi- rare. Higher tiers of infamy grant players access to more difficult bounties and contracts and the uh and failure will result in the loss of some infamy. You start off with a modest pirate ship that they can upgrade and scavenge materials. It's the captain's job to ensure their ship is stocked with food, water, and ammo, lest they run the risk of crew mutiny for lack of provisions because nobody wants to freak out when they got scurvy. That's what oranges are for. (laughs) Well, if you don't There's fucking buy oranges, bud, you're going to get... Well, more, actually, they probably I mean, that, that's, that's what, that's what uh, Sid Meier's Pirates was. That's all it is. <laughs> just just Ubisoft's versions of Sid Meier's Just Pirates. a bit better. Not really. Look, Ubisoft has some amazing water mechanics. Guess what 90% of that game is? Water. So you're going to be looking at water and be like, oh, my God, that looks like real water. And you're going to love it. Just like, you know, what? Never mind. Good. Just like (laughs) this next story. Oh, yeah. They also had a whole bunch of HR complaints, so people are also blaming that on why it was so long to make. But we don't don't operate on the It's really hard to Like a lot of the gaming industry. I mean, if we were to focus on that, we'd have like five podcasts on everybody (laughs) who got touched. (laughs) It would be seven hours long. Very uncomfortable podcast. Yeah, but something else that's not uncomfortable. Show me on the controller where they touched you. Is this next story. Because Star Wars, the Mandalorian MMO is in the works at Xbox. So we go from water to sand. According to Skullzy and Nick Baker, Star Wars Mandalorian. So you went from Skullzy to Nick Baker. Yeah. Nick Baker. He's the nice boy down the street. He told me they're working on a Mandalorian MMO. Sounds like something that your grandma would tell you. Like, oh, Nick Baker, fuck, this guy knows what he's talking about. Grandma told me they're making an MMO on uh, the Mandalorian. Meanwhile, you walk right by the bowl of butterscotch. (laughs) You have to grab a Werther's Original. The Weathers original is fine, but not the, like the old like oh the, yeah. the off brand. No, yeah. grab the Weathers. Go stick for the Weathers. Talking about the purse candy. Yeah, yeah. there's, a, yeah. there's only candy. like two Weathers in the bowl, and then there's that other off brand shit. Wait. He has a yeah. mint from 1964. <laughs> <laughs> so 
The other kind of weird thing about this story is this Mandalorian MMO, according to Nick Baker, it was reported last year that apparently Xenoboba Max mm-hmm. Online Studio will be working on this game, Xenoboba Max. Everybody will remember from the Elder Scrolls Online or ESO game. Xenoboba oh, yes. Max. Max, yeah. Didn't Just like Bethesda. They're actually the same company owned by X- Microsoft. We add a couple uh, extra letters until they get the fucking game right. Yeah, there's they're, they're a bit buggy in places. Yeah. Like you fall through Didn't the Didn't we have an idea about an, a Mandalorian MMO where it, the moral of the game was just to go hunt for Beskar? Well, look, our idea, they didn't pay for so we can keep that to ourselves. Okay. <laughs> we can let this shitty game fucking go, and then they can call us like, Madman, old man, you guys are right. We need your help. That would be so awesome. That, oh, that, fucking it, awesome. That would, that would be great. Yeah. You heard it. Oh, yeah. Us. They're going to call us first, obviously. You know? Obviously. Obviously, first on their call list is Burt Kreischer and then me. Yeah. In that order. In that order. Machine, we need you. Can't get him? <laughs> get the Madman on the phone now. Which one? <laughs> the Matman. <laughs> the. Actually, it's PJ and WH underscore Matman. But Scalzi was the one that added the MMO part to this game. But last year we did know that they were kind of thinking maybe there were, there's a rumor of a Mandalorian game. Now we know they are working on a said Mandalorian game. Now whether this will actually turn out the way I've said like Daredevil or other so, games, we don't know. But Mandalorian. Do you want this? It, it, even if a Mandalorian game, okay, an MMO on a Mandalorian, you're obviously, if you're an MMO, you're going to have a character creator. You yeah. are part of the Mandalorian race. Where would you like to see this game set on Mandalore time-wise? Do you want it before the Purge? Do you want it in the Old Republic where they're fucking, you got Mandalorians and Jedi fighting each other? Do you want it in our mandalorian's timeline where do you want to see this mandalorian game um I think it starts at all. the end of the purge you know <sighs> so it really like sets up the storyline but then you can have kind of that post purge uh panic and you still have a lot of characters to choose from because the current mandalorian's timeline you know there's only so many characters you can choose from that's not a great mmo when you're talking about the amount of people that would play yeah. Where instead you could have everybody starting kind of in a chaotic battle scene and that's your starting point and uh, and you can kind of go from there. I like that one because you get then this sense of like you know after the purge another good one would be the Mandalorian Civil War. Yeah. That would be like those interesting points, those tipping points in Mandalorian culture I feel would be the the points that you would want to focus on the game because you have like the Mandalorian Jedi War obviously from the old republic the mandalorians were made to fight the jedi like they fucking equipped themselves to be like oh i got to fucking fight a wizard so i can i can do you one better where do you begin to prep for fighting a wizard by the way so my idea like would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just had the answer so quickly he did have the answer you so get good. a warlock obviously <laughs> yeah. these fucking noobs a big one too <laughs> Did you hear the story of Dark Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> no, my idea is that um, you start out, and then at the end of your first act, mm-hmm. you find a foundling to train 
And then mm. at the second act, you start as that foundling. Because then you're the OP guy as the tutorial, and then you go into the, I just lost my powers logically. That's awesome. And then, and then, like and then two into three, the same rinse and repeat until you get to like end of five would be the end of the end of the game. And then it's the end where you're, well, that's when they cut with him playing that wood, uh, that wood instrument. Yep. And that's how the soundtrack got made. Yep. It's like I was there, <laughs> but that's my idea. I like all of our ideas. I just hope that this game is at least a fraction of what we came up with. All ideas. The best car should be a side quest. You will randomly fall at least the a side for quest. No reason. Yeah, I well, mean, all all best car is a way to entice the see, Mandalorian the to for jobs. This is they the know thing. we'll get them done. This is the thing to where if you have it. Early on in the Star Wars timeline, you have uh, Beskar is almost like the currency. After the purge, it's like an Easter egg. I have to because the Empire has it all. I have to throw this out there. All ideas presented by Projangers and Wallhangers are copyright material from Projangers and Wallhangers LLC. <laughs> no, that's he's talking about law. Fuck you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things to where I see the best car kind of floating like any kind of currency in a game to where it could yeah. float between an actual currency or an Easter egg to where you have to overtly go out of your way and hunt and search every nook and cranny for to where it would give you a certain benefit. Yeah, there's specialized jobs that will just pay in Beskar, and then there's... Then or there's, it could be the premium currency, like you see in the MMOs. Then there's currency that you can trade for it, and then there's currency that you Credits, can actually... Credits, Beskar, yeah. and then you have your premium status to where then your MMO has legs to where you can actually make money as a company keep pushing out stuff like the old republic does. Oh yeah, keep you can subscribe just for best car. <laughs> a best car armor like Mando best car armor and subscription staff. and staff and all these little trinkets dark you have people fucking lining up to do that. If you still had to line up for anything. And one of the, one of the end game credits is um King of the Hill which would be who owns the dark saber. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> dope. <laughs> Uh, we got to stop giving away ideas and going yeah, to the next story. Yeah, we do. Because somebody else is scooping up ideas. So. <laughs> that was a good segue. Yes, they are. Square Enix sells studios behind Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and more to Embracer Group. So I have to append this story. For $300 million. That, by end of said signing deal, they will have $300 million up front. Correct. That's how good they're doing. So good the, for you. The IP is attached to this is like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and the it's like over fifty titles. Legacy of Cain, uh, Marvel Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and and various other things. Did you say Thief? Yes. Okay. Um, what I also wanted to append to this story is that there is a rumor going around mm -hmm. that Sony may acquire Square Enix. Mm. How like <clears throat> with all this buying? We're in an oligarchy at this point, right? We got like a couple big companies mm -hmm. holding on to the main titles and the main Sony's IP. Sony's got Bungie, you know. And, and it's like Bill Gates in the 90s. Like, if you have something good, I'm buying it, bud. <laughs> well, I mean, because the companies have realized that software is where it's at. So it's not the hardware. It's not where, what you do, you know, with the physical yeah, No, it's the fucking, it's the person, the grunt, who's sitting there working the 70 hours a week making that crystal polished game that you're like, 
Good job. I would never Bill fucking do that. So I just insert. Thank, thank you for inserting my job here. <laughs> no problem. Dick. Anytime. <laughs> so Embracer is embracing all these new studios, and they had that meet and greet meeting to where they're seeing where things are going. Crystal Dynamics, obviously. If they ask you for a cappuccino, say no. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> just the name makes me think. Okay. <laughs> they might embrace you in the wrong way. <laughs> no? If they ask no. for a hug, say no. Mochiato. Why so. are my pants untucked? <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Dynamics, remember that? I think that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> Mochiato Pants Untucked. <laughs> Crystal uh, Dynamics. At least it's the TikTok. <laughs> the studio behind the recent... Tomb Raider reboot, which everybody liked. So Shadow of the Tomb Raider took three years. So Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's just when they put out Marvel's Avengers that everybody's like, you suck. (laughs) So keep in mind, Shadow of the Tomb Raider cost 118 to make, grossed finally in year three, 130 million. So in year three, it finally turned a profit, which which is the reason why Square Enix is releasing these IPs because... A lot of these larger <laughs> IPs, they take three and a half, four years to turn a profit. When Rocksteady released Batman Arkham Asylum, it had everybody singing like fucking Rod, Rod Stewart, like, Rocksteady! When Crystal Dynamics released Marvel's Avengers, everybody's like, I don't even want to say your name. Nobody wanted to touch it. I fucking, me, me and Big Brother, we had the Let's Play With Your Projangers. Uh, that yeah, we played that I, through, and we went as far as we could. We played with it as far as we could, Giggity. That's because to, there's two differences between Arkham and Marvel Avengers. One, a live-action game. Was good. Game, a live-action, like a live-service game mm. can only go so far. A live-service game, which Marvel Avengers was, requires DRM service, requires and everybody multiplayer, wanted to do requires all those things. That live-service game because of... Uh, uh, Destiny and all those other games that oh we got Destiny get set service. the bar to an unrealistic level. Bungie would kind of put that bar up high. A whole bunch of fucking nerds that would just literally do nothing but play that game. The, the grind. Was it is a good game, but the grind. The grind is ridiculous. Was very re- unrelenting. You were going to the yeah. same five fucking locations forever until and they released what you DLC. Did. And then you visited those two until the Iron Banner came out, and then it kind of like leveled anything. So don't get me wrong, I played Destiny too. I loved that game; it was a really good game. But yeah. I also noticed that about it, like I'm in the same five fucking places. And then as soon as yeah, you get done something, you're like, "All right, we got to run to the next place." All right, bam, 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 bam. run to the next place. And you got to run with all these fucking random strangers like you're a fucking herd of random llama. What the fuck is going on here? I don't care. Bam, 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 bam. No, I had you fun, have to, no, you have to kill every, You have to kill 100 enemies with this gun. No, you have to kill 100 enemies with your auto gun. No, you have to kill 100 enemies with your pulse gun. Like, no, you have to kill 100 enemies with your sword. 
It's like they tried to combat that PB, uh, PvP to where, like, ah, oh, nah, man, this is a live service game. Everybody will just get together PvE style. Everybody will work in coordination. And everybody's ah. just fucking running to every other place. You know and what? You got one objective you have never done. Nobody is the fuck around for hours. 10% of the people hours. are nice on video games, 90% are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's a lot of fun. And then you get to, if you depending on what time of day you're playing, you get to hear people from other countries curse at you for what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Yep. And that's where you learn the swear words. The mechanics uh, for jumping took me a bit to get down for Destiny 2. And all of the people that were in my group on my chat were from Ireland. I got some very colorful accents for (laughs) (laughs) Did you get it in Gaelic? (laughs) They were getting there. (laughs) PC or or console? Uh, It was console. We all did PlayStation 4. Okay. Mm. So as far as the story, is there a certain title that you would want to see Embracer put out here but good. Obviously, first, besides Marvel's Avengers. First, what really needs to, like, a, a rebirth? Legacy of Kane. Yeah. 100%. In in order, it'd be Legacy of Kane, mm. Deus Ex, Tomb Raider. No. No. Legacy of Kane, Deus Ex, Thief, Tomb Raider. Well, I would have put Thief before Deus Ex because they already tried Deus Ex recently. The recent Thief, I feel, did, wasn't as... Warmly accepted as Deus Ex was. It was a big letdown. That came in a time when they had like two or three other kind of similar games, and they were all trying to be exactly the same. Uh, that's why I say Thief should so, be thief, behind uh, the, uh, the back. I mean, look, Deus Ex, you, you just, I just feel like there's a kind of flo- uh, like a flood of that kind of media to where Thief, something to where you have to get back to like that old school you medieval still have, style gameplay. You still have like, that. And obviously we already agree with Legacy of Kane. Yes, but like I want to, I, I want Deus Ex to kind of still rival Cyberpunk. Well, it's not a rival if they were always better. I think it's still a rivalry. Still a rivalry. Yeah, but One they're just better. So why do I, what you need them to stay above? But Cyberpunk, if even if they tried to do another game, would take another ten years, <laughs> even for it to get right. I haven't even bother logging that f- fucking it's game actually, up on that. It's thing. actually stable. The, Cyberpunk well, is you really haven't good tried if it you have the newer systems. If you have the newer systems, Cyberpunk played fine and didn't have the same issues that. Uh, every other console had though, like they, you know, most people didn't have the newer system. Big Brother I, only I, had minor problems. I played through it twice and I didn't have any problems. Maybe some minor graphical things, but you didn't care about that shit. No, not really. So I mean, it was fine for him. I mean, but that that's a soft, that's an easy sale right there with that premise of Cyberpunk. I played all you had to do was have a fucking massive resolution. Game. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was have a massive game, and he's just like. Good story, good premise, good gameplay. (laughs) (laughs) The story was good. And it was a good story. But it's one of those things that just that won't do it. Where if you have a buggy launch in this day and age, it will kill your game. No Man's Sky was almost a fluke story of everybody shitting on that game. And then a bunch of people coming back and actually having fun. Yeah, Diablo 3 was a product of that as well when it first came out in 2013. Yeah. 
I mean, there are some success stories, but ultimately, look at Anthem. They tried. They tried. No, they just gave up. They well, didn't even try. It was a toddler who didn't know how to swim. At first, they start to flail, but, but that, then they give up because they don't fucking know and they're but dead. That, but that necessarily wasn't Bioware's fault. That was EA's fault because they released Apex Legends a week before Anthem's launch. And so they, they pulled resources from Anthem Launched Apex Legends because now you have a, a live action. So you're telling me game. months before launch, that game would have automatically gotten like forty percent of the shit they promised in it if they didn't pull resources in a couple months. If they didn't pull resources, like if Apex it would have been less shitty. Let's be honest, it would have been less shitty. But if Apex Legends wasn't on that same like time to launch. You got to look at the, the 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 frame of mind at that time was everybody was focused on live ser- uh, live service games because that's the shiny ball. You could have waited six months for Apex Legends. Though. That would have taken forethought. We already know these gaming companies don't do that. Well, not all of them. But <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy to put a little feather in Square Enix's cap. Not only am I playing through it, like I mentioned, it's before, a great game. It's a great game. Best, uh, what is it? It took home Game Award for Best Narrative Game Award in 2021. It's a shame that it just didn't do well commercially. But So what game would you want to see as like a virtual reality platform? So since they're really trying to push that, where you would be able to be in the game in an open world play. Spider-Man. First person. Spider-Man. <laughs> First person. They already tried the uh, <laughs> Iron Man. Which a lot of people were actually very pleased with that little VR Iron Man game. My um, my history of childhood epilepsy says no. <laughs> you know what? You know what the Spider Man VR? It's first person game. You can like web shoot and actually swing. Only if he can play that game on your carpet. That's right. Yeah, probably you're just gonna throw up. Immediate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Apparently now you don't need to play it. <laughs> I guess not. I'll play the VR game without the headset and without the VR. Oh, okay. So you're just going to walk around? I'll, I'll walk around and pretend and, and to be spider. You're going to be that weird guy walking down the street? And I'll just I'll, I'll just run into invisible walls, skips. but there'll be walls. As he skips down the... He's going to be skipping so down the street? Swear, you'll be completely normal. Every fine. time he skips. It's Delco. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a Tuesday. Look, when I was yeah. coming home with this cardboard guy behind me, Okay, I had about five of the same guy, right, right in my passenger seat. And I thought, I'm going three blocks. I used to live three blocks away from him. I'm going three blocks. Who's going to see me? Apparently, everybody in the neighborhood decided to walk that day. And everybody's looking at me. Toward a hurricane coming at us that day. Looking at me with... Looking like a fucking, like, I'm the weirdo. Meanwhile, this is in his passenger seat like this. Yeah, like, I'm the weirdo with a cardboard cutout of a random guy, all right? I I mean, I think that's a little bit of profiling. So, my theory is that Gritty is the embodiment of Delco, and that's what he deserves, so... Is it the name and everything that really? Yeah, no, I'll allow that. I that, still that think I mean, like he also looks like he's had a lot of meth. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Gritty is Scott Hartnell in the suit. A lot like, <laughs> a lot like my car, my TL. I hit a deer the other day, and I have a twelve TL. 
And if you look at a 12TL, it has this ugly gray like arrow in the front grill. The deer did me the favor of literally just taking that out. <laughs> no airflow problems now. I got no airflow <laughs> problems. Airflow. Great uh, airflow. And the engine's nice and cool. I blend in with the rest of Delco. <laughs> I saw another you see guy. The radiator. <laughs> Dude, I saw another guy on my way home. I felt privileged. He didn't have a bumper at all. He didn't have a bumper at all, and I was only missing a small portion. I felt like a winner. You too can Moving feel up like in the a world. winner if you go over to PJANDWH. And you can hit the contact us <laughs> and let us know your winning stories. <laughs> Tell yeah. us about your winning wiener or whatever you got going on. The end segment is what we always let us know if you have a front bumper or rear bumper on your car (laughs) or on your person. (laughs) It would be a luggy and nutty ride, and then you'd be on lug nuts every Sunday. uh, Unless we don't have stories, but we end off this podcast every single week the same damn way with the end segment. Big Brother came up with this one because it's me. If there were to be. An animated Star Wars show set after episode one. What would it be about? Uh, my, my first choice, I have to say it, is I would go along that Joker vein of I would then focus on Count Dooku and Emperor Palpatine in that series to where then you would see how Palpatine crafted like how he replaced Maul, where he found Dooku, where he heard of him, and then how he crafted him into sculpting ultimately his real apprentice that he wanted, Anakin. And all that manipulation I feel like would be that kind of Joker mindset that would be you could still pull it off with Disney because it's Palpatine, it's Dooku, it's everybody that you know, but it's looking at it from that side of the spectrum that we've never gotten before. And that was my ultimate of what I would want to see in between one and two. Because in between one, Anakin is a little kid. And then two, he's a whiny bitch. You can get you get to see that you get to see that age progression between ten and sixteen. So like They could have the Peter Brady like puberty episode. Oh V one <laughs> Something's wrong with my voice. Out of the force. Why do I have acne? <laughs> uh, that was Anakin in Clone Wars. Mm. <laughs> um, Nat, you go. So, well, I was just going to give some bullshit about adding He-Man and Skeletor into it, um, but your yeah. idea was actually pretty great. Would you uh, include, you know, any other characters in it that you wouldn't think, like any other timelines besides uh, the manipulation of Anakin? Hmm. You know what, man? I would almost like that series to go outside of the main timeline and use the Force Veil that we've seen in, like, a different way to where he's ultimately, like, Vader's about to fucking chuck him over the balcony and he's just (laughs) like, Falcon Punch! (laughs) And then Falcon Roy steps in to fucking, boom, DDT him, you know? And that's how Falcon Roy gets more work. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't disagree with you. But that's where I was going with that. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> befuddled. That was the overall goal I was going for. What is your idea? My idea is um, Mace Windu, but all in a conveyance of motherfuckers. 
Okay. I That's mean, what... that Mace Windu, anything story would be great with Star Wars now. Yeah, I mean, with, with a resurgence of that would be perfect right now with, you know. I would almost accept a, a series, right, to where all those masters on the Jedi Council, including the one from Kamano that apparently randomly disappeared between one and two because in episode one, you see a Kaminoan, the weird alien with a long fucking giraffe neck. You see him sitting on the council, and then all of a sudden on episode two, they're like, where's this planet? We've never seen this planet before. Like, one of those fuckers were just on the council last fucking movie, man. (laughs) What the fuck are you pulling? Everybody having a Jedi master you're looking for. Does nobody remember Janine? She was sitting here two minutes ago. What do you mean? And that would almost be another great one. That fucking Jedi they say has, like, schizophrenia or is, like, fucking crazy. I'm like, Janine was here, man! You Kevin Owen! I swear! That would be fucking great material. No, so my, my, my serious one would be, what if Count Dooku was just swerving Palpatine to work for... The Jedi. It did not work in the end. Yeah, no, but like ultimately, it did not work. But you have that fucking like that that detective story, the where he goes undercover. No, but like no, because like originally he it went just he go went in his way. He went dark side. Yeah, but he never turned full hate because his eyes never turned yellow. Because mm. that that's a barometer of like being fully turned to the dark side. Um. Well, that would kind of just aid my idea to where, like, Palpatine's like, oh, no, you're just a puppet. Oh, this guy has hate. See that? That's hate right there. But between uh, a master and an apprentice of Mm -hmm. the dark arts, there is that veil of mystery between both of them. Because even Vader had that between. Well, yeah, I mean, and even when you look at, like, the Star Wars comic lines, Vader and Palpatine were not buddy-buddy. They had their problems. Like, Vader was very much trying to fuck over Palpatine yeah, I mean, and control and the galaxy at any point. They, they were they, always in marriage. They had, a, they had a, a, a <laughs> abusive father-son relationship. That's now, what, Emperor that's Palpatine, would you tell Lord Vader how you really feel? <laughs> we need a new therapist. And for that, you die. You know, it wouldn't turn out well. So maybe no couples counseling for Vader and Palpatine. But as a, an easy layup I saw to this would be that trans, those transformative years between Obi-Wan and Anakin to where you just assume it was okay. You know, Obi-Wan could actually look at Anakin and be like, you're not going to be a Darth Lord of the Sith. You know, there was hope. In Obi-Wan's eyes, like, this kid might actually work out right. Oh, Qui-Gon's going to be so proud of me. Could you, could, he, could you make that? And then you have Morgan Freeman's voice. Little did he know, Qui-Gon would not be proud at all. <laughs> uh, it would be interesting to see him trying to do normal parenting things, too. Like yeah. the normal things that you would come up while you're having a whiny child that you're trying to show the force to. Anakin, stop playing with your toys in the other room. <laughs> Fuck you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> he's fucking playing He's playing video games in the other room. He fucking force pushes him into a closet because he's stronger <laughs> than him. 
Be like having a child who's a fucking bodybuilder. Like, guess what, Dad? I don't think so. Like, okay, son. That's great, too. <laughs> <laughs> that would, I just turned that into the wrong. That was the different kind of master-servant relationship there. <laughs> not slipping into we're BDSM. not being subservient to the thank yous. So going to that, <laughs> we end off the podcast the same way. Special thanks to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> for not being the worst thing in Star Wars for, that mentioned not this being podcast. A Sith Lord. To do a series on the fan theory that he was secretly like puppeting from the background. I like that it one. It would be horrible, but great. But I also like the, I think it was in like one of the extended universe novels to where they just randomly run, uh, run across Jar Jar in the story. And he's like a fucking, he's homeless. He's on the street. He's trying to be like a fucking clown to get some money. And everybody just shits on him because he's he fucking let the pimp. empire in. He's secretly a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and on to the thank yous like a pimp. Thank you to Amy Tucker. God, that was bad. Um, thank you. <laughs> that was a horrible segue. I'm not hitting the button on that one. <laughs> Otherwise, Amy won't come on next week. <laughs> thank you, Amy. Um, as well as A plus catering and events. You had two horrible segues today. I'll line them up and knock them down myself, man. Thank you to Wolfman Hal, Mark Gervais, and our man Frank One Punch Percy. And ye- to you, loyal wall janger, as well as Natalie. We hope to have you on again. Of course. Yeah. This is none other than a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man in the Bedranger box. Our special Bedranger, Natalie, as well as our omnipotent presence that is producer, Big Brother Stephen Bugrell. And our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo. I didn't forget you, man. Of course. As always, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no, we're going to end it. Shutting it off. Oh, my gosh. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. <laughs> and that's the show. That's how we do it. Fun. Did you have a good time? Awesome. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Right, you're, um, you're more than welcome to come anytime. Yeah, man. Oh, pop, awesome. Pop her in the, uh, guys- in the Triforce chat. In the Triforce chat? Yeah. So next week we're doing it Wednesday because next Tuesday is my son's birthday. Normally we go Tuesdays. But next yeah. Tuesday he'll be six. So wow. We're, we're my, doing- um, my kids are 17 and 18, so I'm like, they've missed those little ages. <laughs> oh, I, I, my, my older ones are, are uh, 19 and 16, so. No, they're not. They're not that old. Ready? I'm not that old. Yeah. I'm not that old. Dude, am I that old? I'm not that old. Yeah. I remember my older ones are 19 and 16. No, they were this big. She is graduating high school this year. Oh man. She was like my son's in college. Yeah. She was how old how old is your niece now? Because I remember making her yell Wookiee songs in the back. She is twenty (laughs) one. So she's still singing Wookiee songs in the back of a bar. Leslie is 21. (laughs) She just turned 21 in October last year. Right in the age. Yeah. 
That hits you right That's when gut, you're singing you? Wookiee songs into the porcelain bowl. We were like, oh, 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 so Wednesday next week, because uh, Tuesday we're going to Sky Zone. Um, Connor told me to, if you wanted to come, invite you. I know. He's my main man. <laughs> His son would just randomly decide on a weekend that. I want to go talk to Matt. We're going to go talk to Matt. And we're going <laughs> to right now. Right now. It'd be like 9 a.m. He'd be like, hey, me and Connor are on our way over. Ding dong. They're like, I'm in my bathrobe. I'd be like, all right, Connor, what's going on, bud? He's like, what punch? Yeah. <laughs> He's been up for hours. My brain's booting up. Like, yeah, 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 one punch. All right, man. <laughs> Although it was really nice how he used to pick out all the rocks and toss them back into the little rock trough. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody takes care of Zorro. Well, that, that's what rocks. happens when I move away. <laughs> I'll pay him. <laughs> so... um. Might as well go to the, I have the live folder already queued up this week. If you go to the, not that, the second tab, up uh, the Google tab, I should say. On, on the fucking tab. No, the second one. So that way you didn't have to load off of projectors. Try to be thoughtful. But first thing in the live folder yeah. is Hold on. that 90 show. Oh, really? Yeah, that 90s show is, uh, they're getting the That 70s Show people, you know, minus one. Yeah, uh, they're getting Topher Grace, uh, Laura Prompon, uh, Mia Laura, Kunis. Laura Prepon, yeah. Yeah, they're getting all of them, besides one guy. Websites. Yeah, the one that got accused of all the harassment. Yeah, what shit. is it? Uh, Danny Morriston. Yeah. He's not going to be on then. Yep. Huh. Yeah. You don't say. He was like borderline me too. That's why. I want to say it was like sexual assault or something like that. Something like that. Something like hey, that. At least it was he didn't kidnap a family, steal their boat, take them to the sea, kill them, and drop them into the deep ocean. He didn't even threaten to burn their house down like Ezra Miller. Yeah. No. We no. got somebody to so this admit. Is, <laughs> so it's rather tame when it, it comes to uh, celebrity things. Yeah, no it's one a tame. Died? No. No death. No dismemberment. Hello, Natalie. Uh, she is connecting the audio. There she is. About to say that was a hell of a thing to connect to. No death and dismemberment. I mean, that's just given on a Zoom call. Given on a Zoom call. Can you hear us? There's always that moment. Can you hear us? Oh. I can't hear you guys yet. No. There's always that moment. Is our roadcaster our audio problem again? No, it's I can hear right there. You. Go to the Zoom. And then go down to no. Yeah, they can hear my yeah. We're live. The green mic is going. Yeah, okay. We're good. Can you hear us? All I have to do is what God gifted me in, and that is just keep talking until she says, yeah, that's it. I can hear you guys. And then we know that the problem solved. Yeah. Because I'm looking at all of our levels right now, and I know I am at least a little bit present volume-wise. I know this is plugged in. There, there, there. It's recording there. So, we should be good. Uh, what's next in the live folder? 
You don't want to talk about celebrity murders more? We could. Why I mean, not? Instead, we could talk about that. What's that say in the chat? We could talk about Daniel Radcliffe's sex symbol. He's having some audio issues. Ah. He'll be back. But um, the Daniel Radcliffe, he is playing Weird Al. He's for going full tilt. A movie, with, uh, well, a movie with... Uh, there's a trailer up, up, up ahead or above. Yeah, that right there, that is the trailer for the Weird Al story. Yeah, it just has a whole bunch of Weird Al songs. Of course, he actually is... I think I'm a clone uh, now. (laughs) That's just a different multiverse. We're doing the same thing, of course. You shouldn't be surprised. (laughs) It's the white stuff. It's in the middle of the Oreo. But the uh, Weird Al show, or not show, but that was an awesome show. Um, The Weird Al movie. This is the untold true story. Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic. And I got to tell you, this looks like a good movie. I am so happy for this. Yeah. We were just talking about it. Yeah. Because he's bad. He's bad. The shot of Jack and spitting. Like, damn. I was like, I did not know this side of Al. I need to look at this. Yeah, yeah there's Dr. Demento up in, in the background, yeah. too. Yeah. And that that scene right there, he's like... Who's got an accordion? Like, this just looks like Al had his stamp, and he was like, go ahead and make the movie. You have to use my music. You can't try to sing it. Like, that, and that's how it should be. Like, that makes me want to fucking, like, hearing his his lyrics throughout this trailer was the best fucking part ever. Like, one of my first nerddoms was, I was a weird Al Yankovic nerd. I love a concert or two. Oh yeah, we went to like uh, two like three, uh, two or three of them. It was really good. I loved seeing Weird Al live because he was a showman. He changed into the fat suit. Yep. He changed yeah. into yeah. all the fucking. He gave you all the hits. all about the Pentiums. Guess what? He was hopping in that fucking red shiny suit. Yeah, man. man. He fucking laid it on thick because he knew you were here to see him and what he does, and it was just so uh, good. Admit it's her again. A great show. <sighs> we'll try the take two. Admit, please. And hope it doesn't get weird. Ow. And show. connecting to audio. I just find it. No, you don't want to hide that. <laughs> Can you hear us? Test one, two. Testing. Hi. Testing. Test- no audio? Testing. I don't know how to sign language. Otherwise, I would. Well, this hmm. is food. Oh, you're still connecting. Is that? Can you hear us now? How about now? Okay, I don't know if uh, you guys. We can, can hear. hear yeah, we can hear you. You're good. I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> we well, can hear you perfectly fine. We got a green microphone. That's good. We have audio levels here. I got to tell you, from the first point to where Big Brother started pick, uh, helming the Mac computer to now, like leaps and bounds, man. Leaps and bounds. It is probably leaps and bounds. Ah, oh, leaps and bounds, man. And she's going. She's going to switch PCs. Okay. If you have the option, I mean, sure. Not everybody has that option. You can always do it on your phone too. I mean, but it's okay. You look at us She'll here. Like, out. We have fucking. We got. I can reach in one direction and grab a PC. You know, not the boy group. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a weird joke when you take it in that context. And that's odd having weird above us when, anyway. 
But I'm excited for Weird Al. You are too. Big brother. I think it looks good. Yeah. So, we got another one. Get it? I I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I just didn't want to choke on a yingling. Because that would I mean, be a he was, different, he was another different joke. He was but, a fourth, uh, like Weird Al was a fourth thinker because he, he, you know, he, he was. Said, he said, Frank's 2000 inch TV, we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Because, man. But what are the Japanese? Somebody doing? else who's a fourth thinker? <laughs> That's this next story. Because the Japanese roll out, uh, they build giant Gundam-style robots to fix their power lines, and you can control it with a VR headset. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, the Gundam style. How would you ever not want this? Make sure you uh, get rid of that uh, ad box there. Perjanger box. That is so fucking cool. And you could try to admit her again. Yes, admit, please. (laughs) Third time's a charm. Hello. Hello, and hello. Connecting audio. Hello, hello, hello. We can't hear you. Now it works. Yes, Yay. now it works. There we go. That's great. You made it in time for Japan creating a Gundam-style robot to fix power lines. That's awesome. Controlled by VR. And my God, I think every everybody, every country should have one of these. So what we do is, is like the, these are three stories that we do like at the end of our podcast. So we're doing the end before we do the actual show. So okay. this is Matt, big yes. brother. He's in the producer chair. Off this camera. is Natalie. Yes. Nice to we're meet you. Friends from, I mean, well, me, high school. Um, I thought you were going to do the Thor line. We're friends from work. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then, you know, it's just long time, just reconnected. So First time, long time? First time, long time. Okay. You know. okay. So the first story we had was um, that 90s show, Everybody's Coming Back, besides the obvious. Danny Masterson. And then the second one was Daniel Radcliffe as That's Weird Al Yankovic and the first trailer, and it looks so good. Yeah, that looks awesome. I'm actually kind of excited for that because I'm. I mean, who else is going to play him? I mean, he's the logical choice. As weird as it sounds, he is. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome, and especially since you know we saw in the trailer he like does a swing, and it's jack kind of and it'll be kind of his way to to pseudo play Obi Wan Kenobi because he played Weird Al did. I mean, you're talking about maybe a scene that if Disney allows it. Come on. Maybe a scene if Disney allows it. Like, hang on. You know what? We never actually liked the Yoda song. We just let you do it because, you know. No. That was no. Uh, Lucas. No. He, he did. Um, Disney might think that now uh, is my point. Yeah, like, yeah guess what, guys? Now, Fuck you. Now my money. No, now that's it's sort of. In pop culture, it is. Gotta just go with it, ha ha. That's wonderful. Well, that was the best part about Weird Al is that he just made fun of pop culture to the point where it was like it was uh, a badge of honor. He was Don Rickles of our time, to where it was a badge of honor if you got your song parodied by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, where even Eminem was like, "Yeah, you can parody my song. You can't make it a music video though." (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, you can do the song. I like the song. 
no video. <laughs> he was just in PA in uh, like February. Yes, and he's extending his uh, vanity tour. He's in an extremely long title, but he acknowledges it's just from my own vanity. His uh, his one song, um, "Handy," is um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I gotta get back into the newer stuff that he's done. Like I just remember all the old stuff that I love because I remember like the first rap song I actually remember was Amish in Paradise. Amish Paradise, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amish Paradise. Like I was able to recite that entire fucking CD. I think everybody was. It was so yeah, good. It was so fun. So good. And we saw him in concert like uh, two, like, like at least tw- two times, and it was great each time. In Jersey, we awesome. came out. We saw him clothes. in the man, and then we saw him at the uh, whatever the Camden Center is called now. Yeah, Jesus Camden Christ, it changes. I always call the Tweeter Center still. Right. It, it'll never go on from the Tweeter. We Center. We just call it the Tweeter Center, <laughs> and everybody it's knows the, what it's we're the Camden about. Waterfront Center now. That's what it's called. Yeah, the Camden Reverse Prison. <laughs> yeah, they have, I'll allow they have, it, man. I'll yeah, allow music it. Music sometimes. Sometimes there's walls. Sometimes there's not. It's like when I told somebody I was moving to. If we were moving here. He was like, "Oh, not Chester." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you go out, to, if you that's go it. outside of the two safe havens, and that's that's the music center and the aquarium. Oh, you're yeah. lost. <laughs> Ooh. If you've ever been to the man, you know. <laughs> Like, oh, no, I've been to the man. Yeah, no, I've been there. Great venue. If you're looking for free property. Great venue. Great venue. Camden's got lots of free property. (laughs) Good venue. You have to deal with the crack addicts on your own. (laughs) That is your problem. Even the police in Camden. Sorry, we're out. Where do we go to like and subscribe? Bring a shiv. Um, They want to hit that. (laughs) They want to hit that subscribe button right here. Right above my head. Well, that's going to be. (laughs) <laughs> the very best her jangers and wall hangers video for you right above the old man said well that's going to be every single triforce podcast in a playlist and as always the podcast doesn't end until our main man connor says bye bye on a side note while big brother gets the uh ready to go live screen ready um when because I'm a I'm in my job, I have to answer the phones a lot, and I talk to I people. And I talk to people and all that, and then whenever I go to hang up the phone, I practice my bye bye. I'm like, all right, you have a good day, bye bye. I try like hi there, like all right, have a good day, bye bye. Like I try a different way. I practice my bye bye. You have to segue that on on May 27th. You have to go like when when you answer the phone, you have to go hello there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. And if they don't answer, General Konomi. <laughs> you don't get a discount that day. That's what happens. That's for that's, justice. That's, that's another way to get a discount. I won't know exactly what you're talking about. But unlike everything else of the 0% discount, you'll get a half a hay penny. So, so Nat, while he's setting that up, I'm going to send you. I don't know what my phone is doing right now. It is crazy. But he's going to send it. Um, the, the TikTok video of, oh my God. Yeah. Click on that funniest moments thing and on our website right there. Click on funniest, the all videos right there. Okay. Now long before people were now, worried pause about that. hacking, <clears throat> I'm sorry. They had click the three, the three dashes at the bottom.
There you go. Yeah. And then it is, I want to say, uh, hover over that bottom corner on the right, left there. Yeah. Uh, okay to Senpai, no to Hentai. It might be that one. <laughs> Our titles are amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Peacemaker and James, I think James Gunn should have a license to kill. Kevin Gunn? Does he need In that the ass- MMR? Well, no, well, I mean, not, <laughs> well, not Kevin Gunn. <laughs> And not specifically a license to kill. I mean, a license to kill in the DC universe. How about- he should get the golden, you know, the golden key to the city of DC. He should get that universe after quilt. Peacemaker. You need a license to quilt? Yeah. I mean, it's a different license. A license to kilt. Because there are some people wearing clits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing clits everywhere. I'll say it. Clits and kilts. That's the new shop popping up across the street. Yeah. You can only get kilts there. And I sent you clits, kilts. You can pause yeah. that. Clits and kilts. It's clit, you know, the hairy donut was bought over that, by I knew it. <laughs> oh, I, we I all sent know. you. I sent you. Um, Safe so. word justice, the Batman one. Yeah. Uh, that's Batman is apparently into BDSM. Yeah. And that's his safe word. Yeah. So we, we quote that a lot. So you, you might want to watch that because it will get quoted a lot. There are two those kind of there are two inside jokes. One is Batman BDSM, the other is our mate our fictional town that we're making, which of course is the strip club uh clits and kilts. Yeah. Formerly the Harry Donut. We had to change it because the Harry Donut was a real place. I yes. can't have a place. Yeah. yeah. That defeats the whole purpose. So it, it was strictly a creative call. Uh, across the street is the chocolate brownie. Uh, right next. So. Right, right next to uh, the Red River. That is that's the uh, the alcohol establishment where yeah. you can go in and purchase alcohol. In massive quantities. Guess in what massive it's quantities. Is. Yeah, a liquor and beer store. Next to the taco establishment that I'm making, it's the Chunky Queso. <laughs> okay. You got to have a taco shop. Got to have a taco shop. You do. You need Taco Tuesday. But yeah, you can't survive without it. Well, you know, Clits and Kilts, they serve to the over 70 crowd, and they have Broccoli <laughs> Tuesdays. Yeah. It was, wasn't very popular. They're bringing it back. But, uh, They're bringing it back. Yeah. Same seventy they got plus sued by Arby's though. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that was for different reasons. Um, God, this has been an awesome end segment. Probably for Salami Thursday. <laughs> so now Swarma. you're up to date. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally up to date on all our craziness. Yep. Uh, it just gets it just gets weirder from here. So you know. It's fine. I'm gonna get distracted by the Batman stuff though because I'll go on rants. Batman's my favorite. Okay. Uh, yeah. Favorite hero. I haven't seen the new movie because I, you know, Michael Keaton Batman's the best one of all time. Um, this one is a close rival. I will say that. Um, you just have to get past the emo Bruce Wayne part, but the yeah. Batman <laughs> Batman portion of this movie is fucking amazing. I have heard good things, but uh, I just haven't watched the new one yet. But Batman's my favorite superhero, and Skeletor is my all time favorite villain. He is the Ooh. best villain. I'll bring that up. A lot. <laughs> See, I find people that come mm. into the fold. He's got an eye for talent, this one. The force is strong uh, with this one. I actually have a, a friend that does 
a full costume Skeletor for Skeletor Karaoke in Philly he's been doing for 14 years. <laughs> so he'll do full character set if you look up Scar- can, uh, Skeletor Karaoke. Can costume. we get him on Zoom in full yeah. regalia? Oh, yeah. Zoom. You're <laughs> thinking such small scale. I was thinking of a live podcast with Skeletor. How no, no, awesome no. would that be? You'd probably do it. Oh, I would, yeah. Set it up. There we go. A live podcast with Skeletor. Come on, yes. man. Big yes. picture, man. Big picture. Um, I'd like my miracles in small doses first. <laughs> Mainline that shit right into my veins, man. I need happiness in my life. But another thing I need is to start this podcast. Otherwise, we're just going to have a really long end. Three, segment. two, one. We're now live. <laughs> No, we're not. And it says Matt plays the Old Republic. You know what? I hate this game. (laughs) I have found that the last two that I did, as long as when I highlight that top bar, if if I just hit delete and then type instead of pasting, it actually stays. Well, I'm I'm gonna do this because I'm lazy as fuck. Fair enough. So you know, watch that shit. <laughs> Where's your phone? <laughs> Guess what's gonna happen again? We are good, and we are all that stuff every time. I, I, I don't know about that. I used. Do to, you know what I do all? I that? used to prep all that. You could put it on a sticky note and just do it. He does. I do. Yeah, but you delete it, hit space, and then copy, and then God. paste it. Dude, in. Dude, that's fine. four extra steps. Wow, wow. I actually. Wow, we're live. <laughs> oh, hi. We can edit this part out. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>